This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. To need together to address it and to talk about it. So I see this as continued that this is how we situation like this at a certain so um, I'll just share a few hadashas. A, um, it's not something that anyone can come with nevua. Maybe there can be. We don't have nevim. Um, we certainly don't come from a cheder where ruach hakodesh is the tool. And and yet, the Rambam says we have an obligation to try to make some changes, some tikkunim, some inyanim, and so on. So I'd like to speak about a particular type of thing. It's Hargashas Alev. I can't say that this is the reason, but it, it, it struck me, and certain things struck me in a way that I feel this is Mitzias that we should address. It says, so the Mishnah says in, in Midas, in Talmud Midas, that, that, that there were the Yavanim made 13 pirtzes. They broke through in 13 places in the, in the base of Migdash. And connected that, they were attacking that there would be 13 hishtachavos, 13 places, there'd be mishtachavah after where, they, where these pirtzes. Um the, the concept of a pirtza means, um, I've used this, this point of, few times. Um, I once read in a biology book, um, uh, secular, not, not, not do it from stuff. It was it was about the cell. It was written by somebody who's a big woman, Hassel, very fascinating book about the you about any cell. And he said, what is the most important part of the cell? And there's 101 Tirutsim. He said Mm-hmm. Outer, it's where did I drop off? Where? Yeah, just one thing. I have to thank your co-host. So, because yeah. otherwise you're going to be muted, muted with everybody else. Uh, make co-host. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, as I once read in a biology book, secular biology book about a cell, and it's written. It's about about the uh, uh, cells, and. The person points out what he feels is the most important structure in the cell. Everybody talks about the nucleus, about the mitochondria, other things. He says the mem- the, the layer that surrounds the cell, the wall, the cell wall. And he said, because that defines the cell. He says, if you rupture the wall and, and you spill out the content in water, it doesn't function. Even though you have all the chemicals and everything, but it doesn't work. And I, I, I don't think there was an explanation, but that's it. It's it's the wall around it that separates and gives the cell definition and therefore a metzias. Now, um, it, it's, it's the, it struck me when, you know, as I heard of the events and so on, the idea that they just broke through and came in 
one, physically, there was a certain sense of Pirza. They broke through the wall and, and overran in every direction. And secondly, it was like Samostera. I was not just on Kippur war. I was in Shiva. And some some breach of Kedusha Zazman. I know it, 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 it's sort of the, 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 the emotional image I have is one of Pirza. And what comes to mind, and I spoke about one aspect of it in the shul and community here, but in general, um, we Baruch Hashem have a lot more places of Kedusha, whether it's shuls, Batimidrashim, learning places, a lot of good thing, but we've eroded a tremendous amount of Kedusha's Hamakom. In a shul, so I remember in certain Sephardi shuls, I mean, to, to talk in the shul was unthinkable, to eat in the shul was unthinkable. There are tremendous, there was a year of Samakram that was very special. There is a heter, um, halachically, for, for, for Rabbanan, it's called Bay Rabbanan. We're in Beis Medish all day long. We don't just come visit on a specific time. We're there a, a lot. So, there, so yes, there are there, there are terim. Um, you you start a. It's brought down. They, they would start uh, with Milsim Dichase with Samos. We 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 can't totally turn it into uh, a place devoid of phys- of of Chol uh, because that's a Matthias. But the other hand is, if we don't have any distinction, there is nothing that stops at the door to shul. Um, Conversation. Should I, should I, I'm not talking about being master even doing davening, but if I want to discuss stock market investments, is the shul the right place to do it? And a person should feel no. And I'm not not talking about in, in middle of Kaddish. I'm talking about in, in general. Um, I spoke I spoke in the community about cell phones, um, people having phones on during davening. You know, it's it's bringing. First of all, where's the Amitai Melech? There's no, there is no situation I can think of in real life. If I need, if I'm going for a job interview, I need a loan from somebody, I need a favor. There's no way that I would take a call or I would scroll down looking at my stuff while I was talking to the person. That's the Amitai Melech aspect. But I'm talking about just. The general, so let's give an example. Davening from us from a smartphone. So yes, if you're outside, you had a chasna, you have no sitter, so using a smartphone to daven, of course. So so okay, listen. I mean, the, the, it's it's certainly much better done from inside than from outside, especially if not from you know if you, if you have not treating every word. So okay, uh, not I'm not talking about that, but in a shul, why bring the smartphone is a klichoil at best. It's a klichoil. It belongs someplace else. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, again, talk about the filter, fine. But a, a sitter is a sitter. The, the, the distinctions are not just halachic. The distinctions that that create a certain mitzvah. And if you let the street erode into it, then 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 the shul loses its kedushas amakim. The mechitzas are part of what gives it kedushas amakim. So, so um, a so having that type of 
um, being mechazik that, what are the things that I will not do in the shul? There's a social hall. A social is meant to socialize. That's where you schmooze. That's where you talk. There's all the dvar term, the divarishus. It's wonderful to speak in a communal setting, and that's what a social is for. A base medrash should be of a base medrash. Um, that's and and I think that's one area, one part that we really need to work on. And the same person Zman that we spoke about about the fact that I don't know for me that on the Shminat Saras, which is some Chustarinat Yisrael, is when they broke through. There should be the same sense, um, Lamashal, at a Shabbos table. There are things that are. Also to speak on Shabbos, they're also no matter where. There are things that are mutter, but the table is not appropriate place for it. There's nothing wrong with talking about X, Y, Z. And, and, and the truth is it could be subjective. I remember when we were growing up, there were certain foods that were not considered Shabbos, the ketchup or this or that. Is there a halach like that? No. But it certainly gave a sense of, of Kedushas Azman. Shambas is, ketchup is chayl. I'm not sure why exactly, but 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 it's certainly at the level of what are things that are worthy speaking to the table. We're not in a darga where we speak only divertar at the table. There's a world of of, of chayl. And, there's a, and, and in that world of chayl, you can make a mechitza. There are things that a Shabbos table is appropriate. There are things that are not appropriate. Um, you know, it, 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 you, you, you can choose between sports, between jobs, between this. It's, it's it, you know, things things that are technically mutter, but are not. So I guess my personal hargoshes are just the sense of what, you know, the way it struck me emotionally of breaking through and, and making pertzes and going through the, you know, the pertze in, in, in Makom and the pertze in Zman just destroyed for, for ever and ever. Simchus Torah is going to be a yom evil for so many people. That's the mitzvah of it. Simchus Torah for, I mean, there were twelve hundred people killed. At least that's what they know now. They killed that day, so that means twelve hundred families are going to have tishah above every year. Simchus Torah. That's going to be the Simchus Torah, and v'cholad nilvam aleim. It's incredible. Um. So so it makes a. a, a to 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 think of things today because we have such an irbuv of chayil and kodesh, it, it it's a lot of pertzes and being able to find the places kedushas beis and in kedushas azman of shabbos Adam at home to make some some gvul. It, it the 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 um the point is to create some sort of boundary that we divide between what's Kodesh and what's Choyl, not Asa, Choyl, and, and, and to create Kedushas Mipchinas Mokom and Beisknesis and Mipchinas Mizman. Those are two Hatzos I'd like to share, and um, it, and I, I think as a Chabura would be, you know, the, the idea that we as Talmud and Yeshiva, we were always, we, we try to keep the Kesha, we, what we learned in Yeshiva is meant to take us through life, and I see this as an extension of 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 that uh, of 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 the being together in Shiva. Reingold. Um, just um, one point that you said. I just want to add. I'm going to point out add something else. Um, somebody once I made a comment. He says, you know, maybe luckily you can daven from 
a smartphone, but you can't kiss it after you're finished. The, the, the Muslim of kissing and sitting afterwards, you can't kiss your smartphone afterwards. Like, it comp, it, I think that's copped in the Kuta. It's a clee, it's a clee hall. It's a clee hall, which is what's the use for Kurdish, but it's a clee hall that's. Um, uh, the the Kuta I spoke about today, which was, was that, because uh, I'll say that when there's a Gzardin, Heshri Rabba is, is the vehicle to break the Gzardin. So I said over from the Tells of Rome, the Shira Das, the grapples with uh, what exactly is that means? Because I'll say prison says Heshmer Rabba called Kokoi. So if you scream Heshmer Rabba, but loud enough, it breaks the Gzartin. It doesn't sound, uh, it sounds like some type of a school thing. So he said, that's not what it means. It means that a person uh, understands that his, he has a desire that the person should be, there be more awareness of Kosh Baruch and the Bria. If Avamavina was, it was, uh, Tosa says that how can you say Brahman Shonestre without saying uh, about Malchus? So Tosa says the Kay Abraham is Malchus because Abraham Bino brought Malchus the Brahman to the world. Yid carries himself a certain way. People recognize there's a Brahman. People recognize that there's a presence of a Ganesh Borohu. So he says that the person feels that he has a desire to bring more awareness of a Ganesh Borohu to the Bria. By acting the way you should act, so people look at it and say they realize that this person is 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 minimum, he's special. The Bershom's name is Nisalab and Iskalis. So if that's what you want, that's what you're saying in Heshvanabo. That's what you want, even maybe maybe your reaction in general are not deserving of it. But the Bershom says your vehicle for reaping marble the So whatever ever is against you will be removed because the Bershom needs you as it were in the Bria. Um, that's what Rashi was saying. What Barn is saying that it's it's not a halachic issue. It's a sensitivity of that we, we can we can divide, take halacha and put it down to ulster, mutter, etc. It's it's a person living with awareness that we are a clee of the Lumas are to look at us and they they see something different. They expect something different, and if we are different. That brings a, that brings an element of of, of kedusha, so the bria, the Russian's presence is there, and that's a vehicle which is uh, uh it's hard, it's hard. You're with other people, so you're sort of like we want to fit in. It's being different is not kishmak. Uh, the person, my my shir once sometimes told me a comment. He said, you know, says that like he used to wash for his lunch at first at the beginning, like you know. Nowadays, they said everything goes. This is the first time he used to wash his lunch. He used to take a cup of water and go over to the to the plant in the corner of the office, and wash his hands over the plant. What's he doing? Like you know, always washing his hands. He said, you know, it's, it's like the Davi Mincha in the phone booth. For those who remember the first thing, the phone booth. Nowadays, it's not a, it's not a cash to stand in the middle of the street and talk and look like you're not talking to anybody because that's a cell phone with your headset. But the guy in the middle of the street, he's, he's saying words that people thought you're crazy. So you went to the phone booth, you took the phone, you're not minute holding on to the phone in the phone booth, you shouldn't look weird. Right? That was the things that uh, we used to grapple with, you know. We don't want to look different. Um, that's at our end. The other end is that we are different, and uh, we have to some accept that. And uh, my sure told me, like, he, at some point, he realized, like, you know, that he really doesn't, he's not there in the office to that they should respect him, and not necessarily, he's one of the boys, he's not one of the boys. He has a few of Yechidim he had in his office, which were 
more deeper and sensitive individuals which he was friendly with. They were Jewish, not Jewish. Some of them are not Jewish. But uh, he, he acted differently than a lot of many other people in his office, and he accepted that, you know, that that's who he is, and that's what, that's what, what, what it means to be a Yid. Uh, that's not an easy thing. We like to fit in. But that's a tremendous awareness of the Barsham being part of who we are, that uh, we can take with us, and uh, it's a, to be a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. I think that that's the, the, that the vehicle for the to uh, bring a Yeshua. That, that's what Klai Yisrael is, as Hashem. Man. So I think now maybe if we can maybe open the floor to the alumni, if they have any questions to ask the Rosh Hashiva and the Rosh Kola or Wrangle. Uh, can I ask a question? Sure. Um, when the tragedy uh, Lagbomer happened, uh, Rebbe Lepiansky wrote an article talking about the importance of feeling the pain and learning a little bit about the individuals and getting the sense of who they were in order to feel the pain, would that same thing apply over here? And how does one do that without going too far? Um, so two things. First of all, it certainly applies. I mean, ask Kamakama. I just, on a, on a practical level, the people in Miran... Were, were known to most everybody through, you know, like what they call one degree of, of, of closeness, like you knew somebody who knew them probably. Not just all, it's harder that way. But I spoke this morning, I spoke in, in, yesterday in the girls' school, and um, the the idea of thinking about, to, to me, there an immense amount of suffering in many different ways, but the one that I feel strongest is the is the is the excruciating tension of parents sending off their kids to war. Um, when we send off a kid to Israel, we always mention, and when an eighteen-year-old boy is going into Gaza, it's it's unthinkable. And they in they out every minute. So in Shmakolena, before we mispal for the for, for for Yeshua to take a few seconds to think about. Or before davening, to prep yourself to think about it. I think that that is extremely important. Um, and um, I spoke like I, I spoke in the girls' school that with Baruch Hashem, we're not lacking empathy be'etzim, but if you don't think about it, then it doesn't arouse empathy. So conjuring up the sense of somebody of of of, of what it would feel like to take a, a boy to send him off. It's, it's something I think that we can do. We should do hundred um, percent. So how do we how do we um, how do we balance the on the one hand, life must go on, and we have to continue doing what we do on a daily basis, um, learning, taking care of whatever we need to take care of. On the other hand, having this constant pain of everything that's gone on, and all and the nervousness of what can happen. Um, so how do we balance being, I guess, being happy and continuing our having simcha and and everything like that, um, and not getting pulled down and bugged down by, and but still thinking about all these challenges. There's a Rashi in this week's Sedra, um, Marshall for Melech, that had a son, 
And Moshe, somebody had a, a Ben Zohar, and um, he was besimcha. Someone asked him, "Well, he's going to die someday. What are you so happy about?" And he said that the inner of simcha is simcha. A person, there's times of the day, most of us, and it's also a question of being real with ourselves as which emotion is stronger. You have somebody who's suffering from difficulty. You know, he, he, he's suffering of a very close relative, Rahman's son, is very sick and so on. So you machazik the person to go on with life as usual, despite the fact that he's shakua and, and such sar and so on. For us, um, I think the the our, I think we would go on with life naturally without problems. I think um, putting a little more focus on setting time aside for thinking of the tsar is where we have to balance it. So it's always a balance, but a person has to ask himself, which one do I need more chizik in? Um, I remember once I had a neighbor, a little bit of chizidish a person, chizidish a person, and I don't know, he took he, he took Tishaba very, very lightly. Yeah, so that's simcha, does that. So I told him, you know, in Europe, when people fratzert, if I yacht, if I pluck, then Tishaba just depressed them. So he told the person, you need to work on simcha. Baruch Hashem, you're ye that's quite successful and things are good and everything is very, very I'm not sure that that it, it's depression is your problem. So you have to, a person has to be honest with himself and see which one is it. We certainly need to do what's right. We see, need to continue doing. But I think for most of us, unless we, we're intimately involved with someone who is in danger or was or whatever, um, our avoda is to try to set time aside to conjure up real empathy. Baron, um, just let's go let's flip it around. Let's say somebody who has a very close relative who's fighting. Uh, how would you answer that question? So again, I'd ever think about it. it it's um, I, there was just a question here I saw uh, the, about watching graphics, things, and so on. On a person needs to understand emotional input is like a drug. You need to ask yourself, how much of it do I need? For a person who feels he's indifferent, he really doesn't care much, so reading more about what's going on in a way that will jar him a bit is very good. Um, on the other hand, um, for somebody who's has a very obsessive mind, for somebody who gets anxious very quickly, for a person who's on that side, or somebody who has a car and somebody, I mean that that he's that he is overwhelmed by it, then he needs to say to himself that you know the 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 best I can do for the person is to daven and to go on and doing my avoda correctly. Someone has to fill in the, the learning with the with the this with the that. It it's the mind has to make a decision about how much to rev up the emotion. In what way, and so on. It's a vodagdola and rapsa, but but that's the only way. So, so are we saying that you're supposed to um, be carry on your avoda? If someone who is, let's say, the second one that's um, that is connected in a way, then yeah. the avoda is to take the to try and keep that emotion, but carry on your avoda and realize that Hashem is. Yes, you know, 
Correct. The, the, the stories of, of people who were suffering terribly and they kept doing what they're supposed to do. It, the, 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 um, if a person, if a person's is not be able to do anything because his emotions are all over the place, then, then, then it's, it's, that's a, it's, it's, or it's, it's, it's called a hefsit. Emotions are meant to be harnessed to push a person in a certain direction. And, and, um, a person just has to be able to make a good chesm. What what am I missing? Am I missing the emotion to push me in this direction or this direction? And can feed that to focus on that. I mean, it, it's very simple. I mean, a, a person, a person who doesn't doesn't really care much about Averis and mitzvahs and snap. So to sit and to talk about Amos Yemadin and what an Avera means and what it means. How, you know how much music is teveya for an avera so on is his appropriate achana for shishana. A person who's got anxiety and he's obsessed with the avera that he's done, so that he basically is paralyzed and is not doing anything. That's the that's the worst achana he can make for shishana. He needs to say to himself, yes, he needs to see another side of the picture, so that he can that he can do what he's supposed to do. So it depends on the person. Where whatever your starting point is, you have to ask yourself with your seichel, um, where am I supposed to be with this? What am I, what, what is the Torah time I'm supposed to do? And to feed that, um, I'm, I have to put my emotions back into place to fit that. The emotions are like the horse that's driving the wagon. The horse is the power that drives the wagon, but where the wagon is going to is up to the driver to decide. Karen, just um, um, what about a person who feels guilty? He has a close relative, and he's and he's he's in their family is for dying, like you said, every single second, and he feels guilty about uh, what going on in life normally. What would you tell him? So, so first of all, the guilt itself. The person has to ask himself, "What am I chiyuvim here?" and if a person struggles with it because that's the type of person he is, then the things that he's doing to say, I'm doing these things, they should be a schus for this person. So, you know, I, I'm able to continue learning. I'm able to continue taking my kids to Haida, to, to school, to do this, to that, the other thing, whatever I'm doing. So set aside a few minutes a day just to be nosible all, you know, add a capital two of Tillam, and and say that what whatever you're doing is for the person's chus. There's nothing more. That that's what you can. That's what you should do. There's a word from the Slanimer Rebbe, Siddishavar from the old Slanimer, not from not Sivishal before. Um, it's a, it's a word that says it, but it's it's actually, but it's 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 noikaviyad at a time. It's Chsidish and it's pshat. It says kosis lemoyer moar v'le kosis lemnachis. The halacha that the the only oil that's kosher is the first squeeze, the first press, is the halacha dafka in menayra in you know the shemen v'mar. But nachis, the second is is the stuff that comes out afterwards is is also kosher. That's the, that's what Rashi means. The word means hitaychet chsidish kosis means to It means to break down, to crush. So he says kosis l'mar, crushing is appropriate. When what comes out is illumination, 
and but a, a crushing that leads to depression, to just sitting around not doing anything, is not good. In other words, when a person puts hard musa to himself, so what's the result? For one person, he's hard-hearted. He needs something to shake him up. And he needs something to really get his. That's his. That's his nature. So that's it's. So when he when he puts himself through the ringer, the musa ringer, he begins to function and do something. Another person, as it is, he's got his issues, guilt feelings, obsessions, and so on. So, so what he what will happen is, if you'll dump another musa on him, he's just going to get depressed and lay down, do nothing. So. A person needs, that's part of, the, the Rambam's point in, in Hilchas Deus is that the Avoda of Deus, which is the broad picture of what we call Midas, it's a lot more than what we call Midas, is to know how to measure out the various Midas a person needs to engage in. That's the Avoda of it. So using Seichel, and, and, and it's always extremely helpful to be misguided with somebody because a person doesn't see his own ego. Am I, you know, am I just overreacting or not? It's very you can't make that judgment because by definition, if 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 you think it's natural to overreact, you're going to think you're not overreacting. But if someone who is a badass and as close habit says, you know, you really don't have it good, you really are are just all over the place, then that's a, that's a, that's a way to re, to recalibrate um, my my uh, allocation of emotions I just had one thing over over simplest Torah. like to, so obviously there's a lot of people which were grappling with simplest Torah and uh, and the situation right so should, could they have the have the emotions should they have the emotions how do you have the emotions Are you, different people ask the question differently uh, so, the human being, it, it, what she was saying, Robert is saying, is that you know, there's we have multiple emotions, and they're all true, and they're all right. Husband says to his wife, he says, you know, my brother's very sick, and I'm overwhelmed by it, so I can't love you right now because uh, uh, my brother's very sick. The wife says, what's what's wrong with you? And so I, I, I only had one emotion at a time, and since my brother right now is sick, I, I that that's, that takes priority and tough luck. I I love for you. Uh, we, he has he has other problems, right? He has his marriage right now. Right? The, the human being understands that, that the person can have a feeling of love towards his wife and towards his family and towards his kids and etc. While he's also worried about what's going to happen with his very close brother, etc. Means we, we we it's not it's something which is this extraordinary going and meetus that is able to have multiple emotions. At one moment, he's focusing at one or the other, but about it, he, he feels both emotions simultaneously at the same time. His love and his, his support of it. So, Sipatara is about Kleisel. I said it was simply then, it was about the Nakuda of the Kleisel is reciprocating the love of a Kodesh by expressing our love of the Torah, which is representative of a Kodesh So, with the, as much as the Russian expresses Abba and Shminyat Saris, that he cares about Kleisel. And we can reciprocate back that we love our Kaddish Baruch also. And while we're worried about his children, and the the, the two is not is not is something which we the human being is able to have both of those emotions if we just stop and think about what we're doing. And the same thing. I think that, so just getting back to now, this is post simplistic. Just but 
how we say that the, the Bershom doesn't love us any less right now, and the, and the, and the feeling of that the Bershom has blessed us in our lives, and we have benefit from Kodesh Baruch and we have a curse of Tzadik Kodesh Baruch the, the person is almost for that my brother, so I, I can't feel any simple in my life. You have a curse of Tzadik Baruch you have health, you have you, there's so many things that you still have. The person's ignoring that. Because he's all consumed in one of them, he's not being honest. Deep down, he, he knows all those things. He's just sort of like grappling with what his focus is, like like she was saying. So I think that the, the idea that we have multiple emotions at the same time is not something which we're not malumited. We are bats and malumited, and we are bats and malumited, balancing them. Just the 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 scope of it is a bit overwhelming, and that's why we're we're grappling with so much. I'm. I also found, segueing from what he said, a similar story, for instance, you know, when we dance and we have, you know, when we're, we we do similar story, there is a real simcha of Torah and things like that. There's also a little more exuberance, letting go. It's, a, it's also a combination of different parts of ourselves. And in some ways, I felt that this similar story was very special in Yeshiva, Um you know, we, we did some things. We shortened our coffers. Rabbi Katz said a capital of Tillam, a Shia Miles by each one. It's very powerful. Um, we had a learning Seder afterwards. We finished uh, um, a little bit earlier than normal. We cut our cuffs a bit, and we had learning after both night and morning. I found personally, emotionally, it focused my simcha on, you know, on some of Satora. And this, the letting off steam and the exuberance and the, and that, you know, it, it was a filter to some degree. I don't know. I, I found it to be sort of a filter to be able to um, the, the, the distinguish between different things that, that you know, that crept in even the, even the emotion of Simcha. Another question? Yeah. Oh. I ask on, on, on the simplest Torah, the Rosh Hashiva mentioned uh, taking on a small Kabbalah. Yeah. I've been t- cogitating, trying to figure out what's the good thing to do and if there's some kind of general rule, like guidelines or like what's a good type of thing to do. Anything that is, that's list and and be of, of importance. I don't know. I, that's, everyone needs to make a Hashman Nefesh. What, what's a thing that A, it's, it's Doable and B that that has importance. I mean, I suggested the things about Kedusha's Besaknesses, which mm-hmm. I think are important. And you know, depending on on each person, what 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 would make him um, create more of Moko? That was my personal headbrushes in the Indian. I have a question, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, how much do we share with our children, depending on the varying ages? What do you mean, Marshall? Okay, well, what, 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 uh, 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 which Nikudas are you talking about? I'm talking about in general what's what's happening in Israel and, and uh, the atrocities. Obviously, we're not going to get into graphic, gory details with young children. Um, but at the same time, um, I I kind of feel like it's part of part of being a Yid is understanding that these atrocities are part of our lives, unfortunately. It's part of our history and and uh, it has has resurfaced yet again. So, I mean, my question is, it's, it's really a general question, but it's how much detail do we go into it with our kids? How much do it to, to make sure that they understand and, and learn um, that 
that that our nation is suffering, but at the same time, not to traumatize them unnecessarily. I think I I, I am a believer to share with children, but let's take let's take the events that happened. And again, obviously, different ages. When you start going to details of how killings happened and so on, I think it's bad. Um, but you can say they broke through all the fences, which means that between them and the settlements weren't they were they able to kill many people that they'll know that they know, and that's not gory. And it puts everybody else into sakana. They take hostages, which means that you know they could use it. If you speak more about the global picture of the danger Kleisel's in, instead of focusing on particular, you know, you can say they killed men, women, children, they had no mercy on anyone, but don't go into any more details of a child this age, a child that age, because the minute it becomes graphic, you want to give a sweeping picture, bigger picture. The the queers here are that they broke through what everyone felt was invincible and somehow it happened. They, once they broke through, they were able to make a churban in so many places. So many people have lost families. So many people are in hospitals. And it puts the, the it, 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 we, we are at tremendous risk. Things of that nature, I think you can share and should share in a way that's age appropriate. You can stay away from the details and the gore. It doesn't do it. it it's not helpful. But the big picture that that our existence is never for sure is, I think, a message we need to give. That Lula Hashem Shayelanu, you know, become a Adam and so on. That's that's something that the chief rabbi of Rome. I don't. I know, it must have been about 30, 40 years ago. The Pope for the first time came to visit the shul there. I think. It wasn't. It, I forgot which pope it was. It was it was the one that was a little more good, and the rob read this capital to him. Um, this was the capital that he read. I think that that's a message. It's a sweeping message of of, of history of Jewish history. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So, kind of touching out a bunch of different things that both Rebis uh, said. I'm trying to think also in terms of my own students and things like that, what to present to them, What not in terms of the details of necessarily, as we were saying, no need to go into those type of details, but in terms of the message, the idea that Hashem's still in control of everything, but yet what's going on and how to reframe it for them to give them the encouragement. And then with all the things that the kids are coming up with and things that are being put out there to do this, to give this way, all these different things to be machazic, how to give them something a mahalik to take and kind of go with and that they can stick with and, and to like have some meaning with it and help them grapple with the same thing that so many adults are still grappling with. So I think you you, you have to set the agenda. What you're going to talk about, you can say you can speak about how many times before Kalisol had seemed to be on the verge of of Hasram extinction. Kalisol pulled us through. Um, how the you know the the you can speak about the the fact that people together brought out some actors in Israel. You can speak about how we thought that we thought we had an invisible walls, and all of a sudden it's not. You know, we 
the Nephrin ions, what, what's, what, what they're visiting the Nephrin, the Nephrin Sparhu, and things, I think, to talk about the, the things that you want to talk about, and then, and then you could shape it to, to, to fit the point you want to make. So while we're on the topic of uh, sharing, um, yeah. so given how much world publicity this whole everything has, has gotten, um, should and how one conduct conversations about this with non-Jewish coworkers? And then like to add to that to, you know, someone like a non-Jew who has zero emotional connection to any of this, how much of our emotional feeling should we let on to a non-Jew? in the work setting? I think the emotions, again, you have to be, like you said, you, you're not sure where the other person is coming from. You can say, you can say that we, because we're a small nation, persecuted, everyone's related to everyone else. We have a very strong sense of a, almost everyone is, has some relative there. Almost everyone knows someone there. So we feel very connected. We've been through this so many times. We've suffered a lot, and we never know. You know, our our, our existence has been precarious. You know, Lo Hashem, and um, you can say, if anything, this shows how you know how dangerous that we're living as well as and how much you know how much we need to whatever we do militarily, we need to do it because the the alternative is a massacre. Uh, you know, th broad things like that, and things that they can things that they can understand it's uh, you have to ask yourself what 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 are they capable of understanding and what not could uh they be encouraged to i've seen some people who said that it, you know people should should not necessarily for from people but should watch some of the detailed uh, videos and stuff that are coming out so that they can quote unquote you know see true evil is that something that should be encouraged for non-jews or just don't just Brush it off. Don't. Uh... I, I I I have mixed feelings about it. I don't know. You, you, I I sort of people themselves. If you told them, you know, there was some terrible things that happened, isn't that the person is curious enough? You can Google it and 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 find it. That's not it's not difficult. I, I don't. I don't know. I I would. Uh, I'm worried. I, I I just would like to keep to keep the conversation to minimum. I don't know. Somehow, I just that's my personal feelings. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask is uh, part of the, I guess, uh, cultural war here that's been going on is uh, there's always a discussion that Chilonim kind of that uh, people were the uh, Haredim are like not serving enough for the country and so on. And the response to that is that uh, learning Taira is uh, protection and is. Um, is, is central importance for the whole uh, country, nation. The question I have is like during times like this, when you have people who are actually fighting in the army and you hear their stories of Gvula and they're on the front lines and sacrificing day and night, how does uh, do other people who are not on the front lines and their job is to sit and learn and just to do the regular mitzvahs of Eid, how do we feel that we contribute as much uh, as those uh, people when we're not naturally not giving in uh, as intensely as them. So a few thoughts. I think you're raising a very good point. Um, a, 
the framework of the argument itself is, you know, is is something when you put that an argument, me against you that way, then then I think that's already where the crux of problem is. If there wouldn't be, yes, these people are putting themselves in danger, and you know, without that, there would be a hurben, and they put themselves in danger. You need to appreciate it. We need to be very, very open. Yes, we that that karasatov is incredible. Reb Chaim Shlevitz would every night, every Yom Kippur night, talk about it. It's one of the three things that he mentioned. And yes, and people going off to get killed is a sacrifice that they're making. On the other hand, if there wouldn't be a Torah community, then there wouldn't be a Kalei I want to explain something to you. The, the tragedy of people going off to be killed is enormous. But I was in Germany this this um, summer. I went a few days with a group. There, and we had two Israeli, two Israelis in the late 20s were security for us, security guards. They've been living in Berlin. This one's been living 11 years, or eight years. He says, I have no reason to go back to Israel. Um, this is a much better country. It's much more this, much more that. If we don't have why we're, why we're Jewish and why we're in Israel, and what is it that takes us? That we have no Jewish people. In terms of the destruction of Jewish people, outside enemies can inflict tremendous harm, and they can almost crush us. But so long as there's one person alive, one family alive, it regenerates. If if you take out Zionism, has succeeded in making an extraordinarily successful economic country with all the jokes about it an extraordinarily successful military country and 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 well developed culturally even but nobody that wants to stay in israel um th- th- there's no if you ask why thing is all this those are empty without us it's it, 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 i mean it's a stroll until there was real yeshivas at america there was no reason it's like the reform movement you can't compromise enough to keep people in the fold when there's no fold. When, when, like we said before, there's no wall. What defines us? We believe in goodness and freedom and kindness. Fine. What What makes me as an Israeli special? So go to California and your kids will feel, will feel in California. What we gave to Israel is Israel. And there is no Kalyasa without us. It, it's unfortunate that there is such a split. We cannot serve in the army because that would destroy us. They who are serving the army are really giving their lives. We're not doing that. And and there is a reason. There is a person should feel inside. You know, but what's the choices? And and so so if we sit back, not, not at a time when you're arguing, with somebody whose son is is now in Gaza, but at the time you sit back and say, "Listen, without you people, we would be slaughtered, we would be beaten, we'd be crushed, but we would be. Without us, you would cease to be, because anybody, you know, it. it, it I tell you, he told me the fifteen thousand Israelis living in Germany, in in Berlin, because it's it's much better. Like, you know, this. I, he said, I can't see myself raising my kids in in Israel. 
It doesn't have kids as a wife. It's it's uh, it's theoretical. But but it, 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 we are Kaliso. We, we we carry the essence. I believe that almost everybody in, in Eretz even somebody who's very far, has a connection with it. Um, he still, whether he likes it or not, has some Zeke to it, which is what we believe. But but understand that that's the difference. So we don't have to say, well, we kill ourselves learning. You don't put yourself in that type of danger, and you have to give the person full credit. It's right. It's Emmis. But for the survival of the nation, we've survived 3,000 years without an army. Horribly, but we survived. They, they Nobody survived without Yiddishkeit. They've survived as Jews. They're, they're Mexicans, they're, they're Italians, they're Americans, they're, they're Ukrainians, they're Russians, but they're not Yidin anymore. I just want to have one, one point over here. Um, or two, or two, maybe two points. So first of all, the, the, somebody asked me a while, a few years ago, like, why does the yeshiva say that the tefillah for the tzahal? Um So... I said three times a day. I say and I think about that. There's boys, there's girls, there's young men, young women who are in danger. Whether now, even before the war, there's border checkpoints. There's there's constantly the Russian is the girl Yisrael. Please take care of them. I don't have to wait till Shabbos morning that that the Rabbi Nud makes it feel a to tell me how to daven for boys and girls of Kal so I have to have that regish on my own, understand that that's part of who I am. I have a course to tell you that these these people are are, are putting their lives on the line to protect all the Yidin. And that, that's, that's a course to tell you which we have to every single day, not just during a war. Um, it says, I don't, and I said, I don't, I don't need the Rabbanut to teach me how to, how to daven for them. That, uh, says, you, why do you only wait once a week to say a tefillah, say a main to a tefillah in the shul? I, I, I threw a question back to him. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, he, he didn't. He, he stopped the questioning at that point in time. Um, but I mean, I wasn't doing it to be, you know, thinking. I, I, I was serious. Like, you know, I, I, what are you thinking? You, you're, you're, you're not thinking a thought process. You get to, going along. Well, what do you mean you wait till Shabbos morning to say a main to a tefillah to daven for them? So number someone one. So we have a tremendous course of time for what they're doing, and now especially the mamish, the mamish putting themselves in in harm's way in an extraordinary way, which is mind-boggling. And we, we daven for them while the person is going through this this regish that they have their kid in the line. There's nothing you can tell them. There's zero that you can tell them, which is going to be effective to explain what you're doing. And what she was saying is that you have no answer for them right now. You just say, I'm, I feel with your pain. Right? Um, internally, you have to know the answer for yourself. Right? That, like what she was saying is that, that we're, we're defining, I think there was, a, there, was a, there was a secular journalist, Israeli journalist who wrote this back about 20 years ago. He says, you know, we have to recur to the Haredim because otherwise we, we have no reason why we're here. So even the secular journalist was one of the. I think was one of the, the Israeli papers wrote such a comment. Like, you know, they came to recognize. What, what do we have here? What, what are we? Um, it's uh, but uh, at some point in time, you know, if the person Taka reached out to you, it means the person's in tremendous pain. You know, 
you know, you can't, you can't answer the question, but what, what can you do to, 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 be, to be empathetic with their issue? I think that's a, that's a very important point. To just try to be empathetic. If the person's actually asking you the question, as opposed to saying it behind your back, for saying it behind your back, there's nothing to do. The person asking the question, you know, you want the you want the child's name. You want to daven for them. You're going to learn for them. You're going to do what you can to on your part to to, to help to help them as much as you can. I want to address this question I see. Uh, can you address some of the sentiments I've been seeing from Yidin who are angry and calling for attribution? Things like calling for complete destruction of Gaza and turning it into a parking lot. I want to talk about it. I think it's important. Um, part, I, I guess maybe it's part of my chinuch, but one of the worst effects of outside um, culture on Yiddish Torah is the culture of crass emotions and not thinking. Um, I, I think Chinuch in Yeshiva is about um, thinking, weighing, asking, deliberation. There's um, the Chazanish writes in his in his third chelik in the Igris of Chazanish, the newer chelik. That there were Kanoim in Yerushalayim that were protesting something or other, I'm not sure what it was, and they asked or demanded, I guess, but that they usually tend to demand from the Chazanish that he join them. And the Chazanish writes back that the heart of every God fearing Jew reverberates to your call and resonates with it. But for someone like myself who's who's gotten who's learned Torah with so much Mrs. Nefesh, I've learned to weigh things with the with the scales of Seichel. And the scales of Seichel don't don't tell me to do what you're telling me to do. Um this type of Chris, I, 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 one of the worst parts of, of the internet is the comments of people. You know, they'll they'll write about something and then you get this this long list of comments and you ask yourself, my gosh. You know, where, where, where are these people coming from? We have one thing that we need to do is to figure out how to keep ourselves safe. The, 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 one of the reasons of Bider Hateva, why we've beaten the Arabs so many times, is because they get worked up and emotional, and we can stay cool much longer. Anytime you get this type of reaction, Contribution things like calling complete sarcasm in the parking lot. What are you talking about? There are two and a half million people there. It, there is no way in the world you can get rid of it. Um, you, you, you just to go in and to burn the chachma is to ask yourself what are the what are the what are the points you have to take out. The cooler you are, the, we have one tachlis and try to strike at the parts that are really. Um, important. So if you go and let's say you go and start shooting people at random, you're going to kill a hundred thousand people that absolutely are not the ones that you're afraid of. So the 10,000 that you are scared of that do have the ammunition, you're not going to get them. This type of thing is street. And somebody who, 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 who learned yeshiva, it's shocking that people have these type of things. Um, it, it needs... Baruch Hashem, the people who, who are involved in the army, part of it is being very disciplined, 
and being able to pull away from emotions. And they have to ask themselves, what exactly, what, what's the maximum that we can do? So this type of stuff, what are they talking about? They have no idea. Um, it's, it's very easy to sit in Flatbush. Um, uh, I didn't mean to think personal simcha. And to, and to, and to say, yeah, turn up parking lot, get it, this, lock up in jail, throw the key out, one atom bomb and it's gone. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's the stupidest courses. It's stupid in terms of the fact that there's no shaykhs to Metzias. It's being a gibber on someone else's husband. And, 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 you know, they should go in and do you know what it means to go in? Do you have an idea? And and to to be able to 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 strategize, the idea that you jail terrorists instead of killing them, is a lot of chachma to it. Yes, it's easy to kill, but you gain a lot more. It it takes. It, it, you want to fight a battle by asking yourself, "What is my goal?" Retribution is not a goal. Our goal is to defang, and it's not easy to figure out how to do it. You have two and a half million people there that hate you. They've been stewing in this for 50 years. How do you, even if you get every less Hamas thing, how do you stop from happening? Those those are things that need a lot of cool thinking. And, and these type of sentiments are, are, are the exact opposite of anybody who, who learned in yeshiva should should feel. I don't know. It's it's People should have the shikla das and the, and, and, and the chorus ruach and, and to be able to... to, to, to to think of things in a cyclic way. I just want to add something. Somebody asked, put in the chat about civilian casualties. You know, when 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 America was fighting with Germany, you know, they bombed cities. They bombed cities in, in Japan. They weren't doing it with terrorist vengeance, like she was saying, under a retribution. They were, were recognizing that there's the, the the correct way to deal with the enemy was to inflict enough pain that the enemy is going to capitulate. And yes, it is very sad that there's going to be civilian casualties, but that's part of the, the, the decisions of war, that, that sometimes that there are civilian casualties, but that the goal is retribution or vengeance. That's not the goal. That's not the goal. Now, how many civilian casualties can you use to be stable and, and how much do you do? Those are, those are tremendously hard questions. But it's sad. It's sad that you know that that, that people will you know whether you argue that every, every that these people are innocent or not innocent. You know, was was every German a Nazi? No, there were Germans who who were Nazi, not Nazis, and some of them were jailed. There were Germans which didn't believe with it, but they were scared to say anything. And there were Germans which weren't were sure. And there were Germans who were Nazis. You know. Do I have to say that every single German walked around with, with, with ready to kill every single Jew? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that necessarily that's true. Uh, is that true? Is every single person over there, his dream in life is, 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 is to, 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 to behead Jewish babies? I hope not. I don't think so. Um, 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 but it's said that there's going to be casualties, yes. But the, 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 what, what, what has made the... Uh, this them extraordinary is that the extent that they went to try to avoid casualties, and sometimes they have a decision is that they they not going to be so careful to avoid casualties. But it's not that that's not the goal, right? Right. The the, the uh, want to put that point. Somebody just threw in a question, another question now about uh, shul security. What is the lot of our view on shul security after situations like this, or even in general? What is the line between the property shelters and versus overdoing it? Aaron Rivera. 
again, I think this this needs to be done in a cool, um, thoughtful way. Um, security certainly outweighs anything else. On the other hand, what security and what's stam grabbing? Um, I think sitting down with somebody who's maybe a mumcha from the police and ask them how are they rated, what do you think is important, and to make a decision. What you need for security, absolutely need. On the other hand, to turn a show into a zoo where everybody's carrying a gun in his pocket. Um, yeah, you know, I was I was in a I was someplace, in a place not not in Silver Spring, not New York, out of town place, a Friday night dining, and somebody's carrying a gun in his pocket. And I asked the other person, I asked somebody, what's that about? And he said, you know, that's the mentality here that you gotta have a gun to protect yourself. That's making that's that's uh for Shabbos for what you need, it's a big mitzvah. For what you don't need for it, for what you have a fantasy, it's an Avera, it's Mukta, it's Asa. And it's certainly not in shul. So sitting down with a, a security mom and asking what's needed, and that's the right thing to do. I just wanted to throw in something about the, he asked the question, halachic terror view, halachic slash terror view. I, I don't know what the, what, what, the, what the risk assessment is right now, what, what it is, etc. Right? The definition of risk, of halachic risk, the definition of of secular risk, and not necessarily automatically the same. We had this during COVID, right? The, the issues of the, you know, the, uh, at least in deep blue states, uh, the, the, the democratic socialistic of um, uh, state of Montgomery County, right? The, the definition of risk that they had that we should keep the schools closed, etc., was way beyond the definition of halachic risk. And when the school was grappling whether they should open or not. I had a meeting with the board, and I sat down like this. Let's define what the definition of halachic risk is, and I will decide what, 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 to open the school based on halachic risk, not on on the society's definition of risk. I, I don't know how to assess it, but if you if you argue that there are, there are ten thousand shuls in America, which are open for twenty four hours uh, over Shabbos, right, and there's been four events uh, which have taken place in the last two years. So that's one out of which each one took place in ten minutes. So that's one ten-minute period over. See, so yeah, I wouldn't have, but it's terrible. But is that risk? Is that something we're scared about? I mean, is that that's, you know, just do do the math about the amount of time? Is it we went to the shul safely? We went to the shul safely. Go to the ten thousand shuls between the twenty-four hours. Out of all of those minutes, we went to shul safely four billion times, and four, and, and four times we didn't go safely. So you know, you, 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 we're, we're, we take these events and we publicize them. We get all worked up about them. We go, oh my gosh, we have to put the, we have to put the four a major 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 fortress around the place. You know, is is America a place where there's 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 credible dangers walking around in shuls? I I, I don't I don't think necessarily that's true, right? What a security guard and protected the, the, the people in Pittsburgh, it, it would have, right? Does that mean that that's the halachic requirement now because it happened? I don't think so. Uh, you know, it, it makes you feel more comfortable. But then you get involved in the question of you know, what, what she was saying. You know, what's established and what's we talking? And uh, when there's a Christ for a tzibur, it's different than a Christ for a yofi. I can, I can take my own lachrayas differently than I can tell a whole tzibur. You would take that more seriously, the decision for a tzibur. But let's come. Yeah, let's keep this with the idea that there's credible risk all over the country 
Uh, because every is is that, that there might be a specific place where we're, we're aware that there's individuals which have made posts that they want to do something. It's a different type of question. And so uh, I just want to clarify that getting there with all the problem. And I think people overdo this risk thing because like we, we do media it helps us overdo everything. Okay. If I could ask the Rachishiva question. Yeah, sure. Um, when the Rambam talks about an ace Sara and he talks about Darke Yatshuva, right. so it sounds like there's Darke Yatshuva for a Tzibur, and then also um, later on he talks about for a Yachid. And so I, I was wondering how, um, being that uh, I'm not a Navi, how subjective is that assessment of what's appropriate to Shuvah? And um, is there also levels in terms of like my local community of Seattle and then also as part of the greater uh, cloud? Um, so the Rambam, the, the, the general flow of the Rambam is that the Skanim get together after davening and the Dan on Tikkunim that need to be made in the city and so on. So my feeling is the only level that we have of Tzibur, we don't have all of Kaisal altogether. There is no Sanhedrin. There is no Malchus. So the level of Tzibur is always measured sort of as community. And therefore, the appropriate things are on a communal level to try to do something. I don't know if it's a shul. I don't know if all the shuls are together. You know that that I, I don't know the Seattle politics, but I'll call upon him the um, it, it, at that level to try to figure out something. It, it, it is important. The mitzvah is a mitzvah that's called the sibur, so it's important it, 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 that it try that that try to do it if it's possible to do something on a, on a level of a sibur. What should be our perspective on rallies and making the Jewish voice heard? So. We need to ask ourselves again, tachlis, what do I want to get out of it? What's the purpose? Who am I trying to convince? And again, there can be an argument both ways, but the idea of it just, you know, if it's just an emotional, letting out emotions, I, you know, it usually ends up at a price for something or other. Making our voice be heard. So, that the PR that we generate appropriate PR that's very important because a lot of government decisions, you know, whether to supply Israel and stuff like that, will be in the PR. But it's just reality. It, it it depends a lot. It, it, everything has to have a reason why. There is no mitzvah. Nothing like that is lishma having a rally for the sake of a rally. So ask yourself, what do what do we hope to gain out of it? What are the possible things we push back we could have? I make a decision. I, I'm not a, pol a politician, but that's what it should be exactly. It should be focused on the tachlis. Okay. Uh, hopefully, it's very nice to be together with everybody. Hopefully, uh, next time it be on Tvarim Shal Simcha, Hashem. It's like we said before, we, we feel um, it's a yeshiva for life. The yeshiva tries to teach about life and tries to be part of it and um and it's special to see how Talmudim really we hear so much about different Talmud in different places who are doing who are really being mashpia the mashpiam um not not only formally as rebeim but but it's part of a tzibur 
Uh, it's, it's very special. And Bez Hashem, we should be able to get together on Vodas on, Hashem without having to have such a such a, a terrible catalyst. Okay. Good night. Okay. Thank you for coming.